morning, guys. Welcome back to the King in It podcast, baby. Yo! With myself, H to the Hisomes, and Captain Bog Trotter. <laughs> oh no! Every day, every week, it's like 50 50 chance. Is he going to be a love or is he going to be an obvious and just call me something? No, she is my love. It's Captain B. I am, but I will also say I, I am a bog trotter. <laughs> At heart. I am a big Bruce bog trotter because I do love the cake. So, this season is season four. If you're brand new around here, where, where, might be where have worth... you been? Yeah, where have you been? What are you playing? How oh, have you just found this episode? <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth going back. We've got a few tales from our travels, haven't we, babes? We do, we do. So in the previous seasons, we've talked about how we drove a rickshaw from the north to the south of India. Best trip ever. That you will not class. believe that the, the shit that went down on that trip. Like, you Literally. just can't write it, can you? Well, yeah, and that. <laughs> we also talked about the Mongo Rally. If you didn't know, we've we've done the Mongo Rally. We definitely have. Yeah. We we've... don't mention it often. No, we don't, we don't mention it enough, but really. But we should, because it was such a great trip. Like, from Bari to Mongolia... To Russia, to Russia, through Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, like these places I didn't even know existed. Mad scenes. Mad. So obviously, travel got taken away from us. What? <laughs> Gone. Gone, mate. See you later. Ta-da. Banned. Brown bread. <laughs> so this season, Captain Vasta came up with a belter. I did. Of an idea. So every episode we're Full doing. What? Full of them. Full of them. I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done different topics. Um, so what you're going to expect from this podcast is you're going to learn. Strange for us to be teaching. Have you learned? You learned quite a lot this I season, have. haven't you? Re- retainability, nil point. Nil point. <laughs> but, but the rest, it has been great learning on the go, for sure. <laughs> on the go, literally, <laughs> we are. We are. Every every podcast, we're in a different set. If you're watching this on YouTube, at the moment we're on Anglesey in North Wales. And we're on a hell of an angle, also. <laughs> the bus is literally like that. <laughs> it is on a massive one. So yeah, we do. If you have just found this random episode, welcome. And we do do our podcast in our bus. And at the moment, we are travelling Wales. Yeah. Just a little info there. So last week we talked about the world's most brutal prisons. Oh god, yeah. That was a mad one, wasn't it? It was. Some crazy stories. Yeah. Bottom line, don't go prison. Don't it? go prison. Don't be naughty. Don't be naughty. <laughs> naughty. Don't be naughty. Don't be naughty. This week, we are talking about selfless acts. Lovely. Of kindness. Lovely. And heroism. Lovely. So this is going to be a really feel-good episode. You're going to come away from this and be like, do you know what? You're crying your eyes out. I might save someone's life today. Ooh. You never what? know. Or, or you could just open the door for someone. That'd be nice. <laughs> <Or> that. <laughs> I feel like we've come to the people of the audience with with crime, with with killness, and with craziness. Killness. Killness. Mm-hmm. So we need to sort of lighten the mood, bring it up a beat, and that's what today's podcast is about. Yeah. So last week I finished the podcast with a riddle. Amy thinks she's got this one, which is hilarious. She's like, <laughs> I know it. I know what it is. And it wasn't until we got off the bloody podcast that he was like, that's not the answer. And I'm like, well, yeah, I look stupid but now. But you didn't say it because I said not to, remember? No, I know. But I was like, yeah, I know it. I know it. I've got this. <laughs> but right, what was it? So the riddle was, the day before yesterday, I was 21. And the next year, I will be 24. When is my birthday? Now, obviously, you go to, it's a leap year. Yeah, but you're not, th- you're not thinking about... I was thinking, the, your the, birthday's the on February the 29th, which only comes every, what, four, four years, is it? So that wouldn't make sense anyway. It wouldn't make sense, no. So the day before yesterday... Day before yesterday. I was 21. 
21. And the next year, I will be 24. When is my birthday? I don't bloody know. The answer is December the 31st. Today is January the 1st. Ah, oh, so she's skipping three years then. She's not. Yeah, because it's like today I'm 21 and next year I'll be 24. No, the day before yesterday I was 21. <laughs> so moving on, because I'm not going to get that one. So if you got that, hats off to you, because that was a tricky one. Um, and it wasn't a leap year like Amy thought it was. Let me get one at least, Craig. <laughs> All right, lads, before we jump into this week's podcast, we're going to give a shout out to the legends over at Surfshark for sponsoring this season. Amazing. Tell us about a VPN then, babes. What do you use it for in your day-to-day life? But you know what, Craig? You always ask me that. You bloody tell them. All right. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. Basically, like an online bodyguard. Yeah. What I want to ask you, though... You didn't have it. You didn't have your Surfshark on when someone hacked your Facebook, did you? No. Rookie mistake from the experts who use this all the time. No, it wasn't. The one on. time she didn't have it on, hacked me. Well, I was trying to watch RuPaul BBC Three in the UK, and it was telling me it doesn't look like you're in the UK, and I was like, bloody hell, I got my Surfshark on because I was trying to watch something else, like another day. So I turned it off. And I swear, like, this isn't even a joke. I got hacked. <laughs> like, did. I actually did. So they, they hacked into my Facebook. Do you think Facebook. it's because of all the, all the scare tactics you've been using to try be. and get people to buy Surfshark? I know, but this is a legit thing. <laughs> I, I, I was without Facebook for about three weeks. And honestly, it felt like there was a little hole in my heart because I, I'm connected to so many people through Facebook and yeah. Facebook alone, you know. Mm. Friends that I've made through having cancer, friends that we've made on, on the road traveling, that I just wouldn't remember their full names. Yeah. To, to start a whole new Facebook with a whole new bunch of photos and everything. So protect your stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm mad on protection right now. But bottom line is you need to protect yourself. Protect yourself. So yeah, with Surfshark, not only does it protect you from getting all your information stolen, but you can unlock libraries from around the globe. Yeah. So if you just come back from the Maldives, you can go on Maldives Netflix and see what they're watching over there if you miss it. Yeah, (laughs) if you got into the like home and away Maldives. (laughs) Home and away Maldives edition. (laughs) Edition. But yeah, so like it unblocks loads of content for you and it also blocks all the malware, the trackers. It prevents anybody from stealing your information. Um, And it also allows you to like stream sporting events that you couldn't possibly get in your country. Mm. So if you want to see a tennis match and it's not being broadcast in the UK, whack on Surfshark, choose your location as maybe Australia, and then it'll just show it for you. Happy days. It's very good. We love it. It is stupidly cheap, but because we're Craig and Amy, aka King in it. Yeah. We rule our own world. It's even stupidly cheap. stupidly cheap for you people. Yeah. So just go to surfshark.deals forward slash R-Y-O-W podcast. The offer you will get 83% off and three months three. (laughs) Yes, I did just say three months three. What I meant to say was three months for free. Free. (laughs) Been hanging around with Adam too long. Did you just say with? With. That's what I mean. Been hanging around with Adam. With Adam. All right, lads, selfless acts. Here we go. What have you got, babes? Do you want to kick it off? So I'm going to kick this off with a co- with a quote. A quote. <laughs> we <laughs> need some sleep, do we? It's really hot. Like, summer's <laughs> just jumped on in there, and the bus is like a, a greenhouse. 
if you're watching this, you can see I haven't got a wig on. Mate, it's way too warm for a wig. <laughs> so jumping in with a quote from Barack Obama himself. Okay. Learning to stand in somebody else's shoes, to see through their eyes, that's how peace begins. Which I think is such a lovely, lovely quote. Yeah, it is nice. So the def- definition of kindness, according to one and only source that we use here, Google, uh, is <laughs> the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. Do you have that quality, Craig? I uh, beg your pardon. You beg my pardon. I beg your pardon. <laughs> no, I said peg. I'll peg your pardon in a minute. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I feel like I got those qualities, yeah. And yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I feel like I hold. I hold too much kindness and empathy for people because you know if something bad happens in the world it's forever on my mind i'm constantly thinking about people that are in unfortunate circumstances and i'm just like oh, i really wish i could help the world yeah being kind is such a lovely thing but not only does it benefit other people if we're kind to them it also benefits us so being kind actively reinforces n- neural pathways to boost our mind, which can impact our daily lives greatly. Really? So clearly our brains enjoy kindness as it boosts serotonin and lowers our stress levels. Being kind often requires courage and strength as it involves the willingness to celebrate and give attention to somebody else. Something you're not quite accustomed to often. Honestly, take it back. No. Evil laugh on you. Your face, would I? I take it back out of kindness. Oh, you are a witch. Okay, so the title of my first piece is Some Generous Apes May Help Explain the Evolution of Human Kindness. So, while chimps are known to be hostile and competitive, they've got like this brother ape that are called bonobos. They're ape relative and they have about the same the same amount of DNA as us. So there's a recent study that found that they gave these bonobo apes a plate of food and they gave them the decision to eat it all by themselves. But they preferred to unlock an unrelated bonobo from a room with a locked door and share the food with them. Really? Yeah. How do they know though? How do they know the options? Well, obviously, you don't give them an option, but you'd give them the plate. You just said they had an option. <laughs> well, the, the decision's there for them. You give them the plate, they right. either eat it themselves or they'll go, oh, there's a there's a bonobo over there. I'll go and share with him. And they did. That's mad. So we kind of get that. You are not a bonobo ape then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be still locked in the cage. Uh, if it's fruit, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cake, don't touch it. <laughs> But yeah, so you know when somebody yawns and somebody else yawns, it, it kind of goes in like a little sequence. Like a knock-on effect. Yeah, bonobos do that too, which suggests, which was suggested as being derived from empathy also, which is quite a cool fact. That is cool. All right, moving on to humans. I've got a crazy story. I've told you about this before. I bet you have. But I've, I've gone in deep and I found out some more information about this scenario. Right, go on then. So there's a fella, right? From, I know him. I know him. From New York. His name is Wesley James Autry. He's also known as the Subway Samaritan. Yeah. The Subway Superman. Oh, God, yeah. The hero of Harlem and the Subway hero. He's got a, a number of AKAs. Yeah. So he's a 50-year-old construction worker 
and a Navy veteran. Okay, cool. So the story goes like this. Mr. Autry was waiting for the downtown local at 137th Street and Broadway in Manhattan around 12.45pm. He was taking his two daughters, four and six at the time, home before work. Nearby, a man collapsed, his body convulsing. Mr. Autry and two women rushed to help. He said the man, Cameron Hollopeter, 20, managed to get up, but then stumbled to the platform edge and fell onto the tracks between two rails. Now, this is where it gets crazy. Yeah. The headlights of the number one train appeared, and Wesley says, I had to make a split decision. I'm looking at him shaking and going into another seizure. For some, re- for some strange reason, a voice out of nowhere said, don't worry about your own. Don't worry about your daughters. You can do this. No way. In a split second. So he made a decision and he leapt onto the tracks. Oh, my God. So this guy's had a seizure, fallen into the tracks, and the train is coming. It's coming. Fast approaching to the station. And he and so Wesley jumps on top of the guy. Right. In between the tracks. Mr. Autry lay on Mr. Hollopeter, his heart pounding, pressing him down in a space roughly a foot deep. He said the first train just grazed his calves. Oh my, his calves? His calves, yeah. Where were they? On top of the guy. The train comes first, then it grazed. He must have been lower. Than his calves? Than his calves, yeah. Okay. The train's brakes screeched, but it could not stop in time. Five cars rolled overhead before the train stopped. The cars passing by inches from his head, smudging his blue knit cap with grease. Oh my God. Wesley says, when the train came to a stop, he was beginning to freak out. So I, I knocked his arm down. So the guy, um, Mr. Hollopeter, starts, because he doesn't know what's going on, he's just coming around from a seizure. Right, right. So he starts lifting his hands up. Shit. So he, he says he knocks his arms down. He, and in his head, this is what he's thinking. He said, I've just saved his life. We're laying in water. I'm trying not to get electrocuted. What do I do? I was like... I pinned him down once, I can pin him down again. Yeah. So he just pins him to the tracks. Um, so then obviously he's underneath the tracks. There's people everywhere. They're all screaming. They can't see what's going on. They don't know if they've been crashed uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he, he screams out, we're, we're okay down here. And, he, and then he yells, I've got two daughters up there. Let them know that their father's okay. Oh my God. And he, all, he hears, all he hears is cries of wonder and applause. What an absolute legend. Goodness me. He explained how the kid was coming around and feeling really anxious and confused. Yeah. Um, and he said, we're, he says to him, we're underneath the train. And the guy says, are we, de- are we dead? Oh are we in God. heaven? Oh my God. And he says, no, I kept, and he kept asking if we, if they were dead, if we were in heaven. He like, he said like so many times. And then he ends up, he said, he gave him a pinch and said, dude, you're very much alive. <laughs> how crazy is that? That's mad. And then the, it, it goes on and it says here that um, Wesley says 20 years ago I was supposed to be at a certain point and just before he jumped this one specific moment um, from his life flashed to mind so it turns out 20 years previous Wesley uh, had a gun pulled on him Whoa. and they actually pulled the trigger and it was a misfire so oh he was God. like, I was spared for a reason. And, oh and, and so in this moment, he was like, I was supposed to be here to save this guy. That's crazy. Absolutely amazing. So the power was cut and the workers got them out after 45 minutes. I'm not sure how, they, I guess they must have rolled the trains forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mr. Hollopeter was a student at the New York Film Academy and he was taken to the nearest hospital and he just had bumps and bruises. 
my um, goodness and Wesley says I don't feel like I did something spectacular I just saw someone who needed help I did what I felt was right that's what he said what an absolute legend he is to like leave his two young daughters on the platform and jump in front of a moving train like not knowing like the distance not knowing the distance because he could have just had his whole back just taken off yeah or just completely you even crushed know. Yeah. he could have been like you know, like a or bit of metal hanging down yeah. would have just cut him in uh-huh. half. Oh, my God. But, yeah, if that guy, if he hadn't have gone and that guy was still having a seizure underneath, he could have, like, gone onto the tracks, been electrocuted. He, he would have, something devastating would have happened yeah. with him, I think, yeah. Unbelievable. I remember hearing that story years ago, and I was just like, that is outrageously Where selfless. Did you hear it? It was on a Radio Loud podcast. I think it was called something oh, like... Oh, shit, we're going to get them for copyright. <laughs> could be. Great. A lot of people know this story. It's been told in loads of different <laughs> outlets and stuff, but this is my version. Um, but off the back of that, Wesley ended up getting the New York City's rare bronze medal. I was going to say, did he get knighted or anything? Because he should. So the, the bronze medal in New York is the highest award conferred upon civilians by New York City. <gasps> wow. The medal is presented by the mayor to those individuals who have demonstrated exceptional citizenship Amazing. and outstanding achievement. Wow. Imagine getting that. There's more. So Autry got a new car, Super Bowl tickets, yes. computers for his daughters. Amazing. And his girls' college expenses have been paid for. Oh, that is so good. How good is oh, that? Oh, he deserves all that. I love that. So who's paying for that? Uh, I'm not sure. It didn't, it didn't have the details on who's paid for it, but maybe it was the city of New York. That's fantastic. That is just unreal, isn't it? I think I might have got like the wrong end of the stick with the topic for this podcast. <laughs> well, my best one was that Ikea's letting stray dogs sleep on its rugs in the winter. Oh, I got that one as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was my best one. That was a good one, though. I liked your story, though. It's good, isn't it? It's a very good story. I just hearing things like that, you just think like... Because, yeah, on that NPR um, podcast, they, they sort of ask him, you know, what what were you thinking and and why did you do it? And he was just like, you know, I just did what anyone else would do, but that's not what a normal person would do. You know, you've got to wonder what you would do in those situations. Mm -hmm. I I would do it if I knew I'd be okay. Yeah, but how do you, you don't know. No. You literally don't know. Well, no, of course. But I could, I I can't imagine seeing someone having a fit and just not doing anything. Yeah, same, same. That's so brave though. I know. He deserves everything he gets. Absolute legend. So yeah, he's apparently he's working on a book deal uh, and he's hoping to get a movie as well. Oh, incredible. And he wants to, uh, on the interview I was reading, he was like, I want to team up with Subway. He's like, we need to do a sandwich, we need to do a collaboration. Nah! <laughs> what a business guy. Yeah, but he still goes to work. He's a construction worker and he's still going to work doing night shifts. Yeah. But yeah, what a legend, man. Brilliant. Be more like Wesley. All right, so I'll tell you a little story. Tell me a story. And I'm, I'm going to call it Toss in a mill. Okay. You'll see, it all comes together. So, uh, Leah Rose Fieger, she bought a $30 scratchy. Who's spending that money on scratchy? I know. Well, apart on. from you. From America. From America. Yeah, it's a dollar one. You spend a lot of money on scratch cards, though. We always have beef about it, don't no, we? No, I don't. Yeah, you... When's the last time I bought a scratchy? I did spend 100 and. What? A friend of mine, me and my mate Gareth. They're spent, no longer friends. I'm not allowing them to be friends. We are friends. He's a good friend. Uh, we spent 150 quid on scratch cards, just out of interest. Oh, my God. To see what we would win. 
Um, You're terrible. First round, we won, I think we won £110 off 150 Not bad. And we were like, well, we've already spent it now. We might as well keep going. So we spent £110 on the next round. I think we won about 80 And then we won 30 on that round and then 10 And then we were just like, we might as well get another one. So you didn't ever go up past your winnings? Never. Yeah, so don't, don't be doing that. Rule of thumb. Ooh. Don't bother with scratchies. Bother. Well, I mean, until... If you're Leah Rose, you'd be glad you bothered with the scratchy. So she says, I was in a hurry on my lunch break and I just scratched it off real quick and looked at it and it didn't look like a winner. So I handed it over to the cashier for him to throw it away. So basically, this ticket stayed behind the counter for 10 days. I don't know if it fell behind something or whatnot, but it was never put in the bin. So Abby Shah, who's the son of the, the store owner, he says... One evening, I was going through the tickets from the trash and found out that she didn't scratch a number, so it must have eventually made its way into the trash. I scratched it, and under there, she had won a million pound. One million pound. One million dollars. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, dollars. You're switching countries. Sorry. A million dollars. He says, I didn't sleep for two nights. My inner soul told me that's not right. You know who the person is that the ticket belongs to. Oh, so he knew it He knew it was hers. And you should give it back to them. And that's exactly what he did. Oh, what a legend. Leah Rose, she works near the convenience store where she got the ticket. So Abby went over. He told her that his mum and dad would like to see see her. So she came over. um, And when she got there, she couldn't believe what she was hearing. She cried and she hugged the entire family. So the the convenience store was called the the Diamond Million Store. And they actually get $10,000 commission for selling the winning lottery ticket. Really? Which is really cool, yeah. Happy days. But, But Leah, obviously she got her money and she gave the family an additional award. And she says the rest she's going to save for her retirement. Oh, that's so cool, man. You would be like... Do I or do I keep it? Nah, do you, know you couldn't I mean? live with that. I don't think you could live with that. Oh, I You'd do. Feel, I could. feel guilty. Nah, nah. <laughs> you would though, wouldn't you? Because like, I don't know. Because I had this conversation years ago with another friend of mine, Rod, and we were. He said like, imagine one of the best feelings in the world would yeah. be if you won the lottery and just gave it gave to it a complete stranger and never told anybody. Oh, because uh-huh. you would you would know that you've completely changed that person's life. Yeah. And to not tell anybody, you're not doing it to sort of show off. It's purely just to be For like yourself. I feel great and, and I know that I, I I know that I've changed their life and I don't need to tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. How amazing would that be? It's kinda of similar to what he did apart from sort of the internet now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go for that. No. <laughs> no, I'll just keep the million. I've got, a, I've got a couple of stories that have just come to mind, actually. I'm just going to tell off the top of my head. Oh, here he goes. So, I don't know if... I can't remember who told me this, right? Yeah. Or how true this is. I was waiting for that, yeah. But... Don't... Fa- are you going to tell me now? Don't ask me any questions, because... Yeah. So, this guy, whoever told me this story, this guy was walking on this route, on his normal route, day-to-day route, and yeah. he finds this bag, and it was from, like... I can't remember what was on the back, but it was a bag that this had like a sex story. It had an address on it, <laughs> <laughs> and so he took it to the local police station, and he never checked it, never looked inside. Yeah, but it turns out the bag was like old notes that were on their way to be burnt because they were bringing new notes in. Okay. And it was like a million, over a million pounds worth, wow. and nobody would have known about it because it was like 
off to be burnt. Yeah. <laughs> so he could have kept it and been a millionaire, but he handed it in. And then he got like a £10 WH Smith voucher. Shut up. Are you joking? Are you actually, that is, might as well just gobbed in his face. Oh, <laughs> oh you Olive, go buy a pencil. <laughs> go and buy a pack of sharpeners. <laughs> oh, I, I'd throw it back. Yeah. Don't know how true that one is, but... That would, oh, that would be... Yeah, it'd be pretty rough if that was true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear my other story? This is actually uh, an act of kindness from me, my brother, and my mate Rod. Saved three people from drowning. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. You tell everyone we meet. You're very proud, aren't you? No, I've never told anyone I'm only that. joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> Listen to this, lads. Right, um, go on then. So, yeah, we, were, we went for a surf, me and my brother and Rod, and um, as we were getting out, we saw a bunch of people sort of walking towards the water, and this beach, we, we know it quite well. There's like quite a, a strong rip up one side of the beach. And Rod was like, I think they're going to go in for a swim, so we should keep an eye on them. And they went exactly where they shouldn't have gone. It's quite a big beach. So we went back down and uh, Rod took his surfboard. For some reason, me and my brother didn't take ours. And as we looked out, they were caught in the rip and some of them were already going underwater. Yeah, like, like they, swallowing They'd it. been there for so long, they started swallowing water. It was yeah. really terrifying. Uh-huh. So How old were they? they? There was two girls and a boy and they were probably 16, yeah. 15 or 16. So Rod paddled out and he had like a big long board. So he paddled out and there was the, the one girl who was the worst. He dragged her onto his surfboard. Yeah. And she had like, what we say is like she had the hero's rescue. She got on Rod's surfboard, he paddled her back in and she yeah. was safe. And then the other two were caught in the rip. And me and my brother had swum out there stupidly. We should have taken boards. Yeah. But because we were calm, we were all right. But they were panicking. So they were like ducking into the water. Yeah. Anyway, we ended up dragging them onto the rocks and the, the waves were kind of crashing onto the rocks a little bit. And uh, they, like, cut their knees up and everything. But we, like, saved them. But they came away with, like, cut knees. They didn't have a hero's rescue. But it's they still... literally would have drowned. Oh, my God, crazy! They would have died. Like... I know. Yeah. Can you was... imagine knowing... You, you've you saved those three people's lives. Yeah. It was really strange. It was really surreal, though. Because I think in a moment, like, so dramatic, like that one on the New York subway. Yeah. There's loads of witnesses. You know, someone's clearly had their life saved. Yeah. Uh, and but with that moment, like they were literally ducking under. I remember seeing the girl; and she was like going yeah. underwater. I had to pull her out of the water yeah. and drag her to the rocks. And um, and as we sort of walked off, we were like, "You're right, like checking on them and stuff." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah." And then they literally like didn't say thanks. They just like walked off and, and they're just... probably embarrassed. Yeah, and, I think and that's terrified what it was. Yeah. at the same time. Like, oh my were... god, like guess get away from this. Yeah, it must have just been like a little bit of shock. But yeah, yeah, you know, you think in those moments people are like thank you so much for no, saving I my know. life but I guess maybe they think about it now and they're like shit remember that time when you nearly drowned and we so got glad saved those boys were there yeah yeah crazy that's man scary babes well done thanks mate if I had a medal I'd give it to you now that would be the highest honour that you could accept from from me from the from the council the, of custard the captain of the bus <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> so Aaron Collins he passed away just three weeks after his 30th birthday. Oh, no. But he left a legacy that has touched thousands of people. I love this. One of his final wishes was to give a waiter or a waitress a $500 tip. No way. Yeah. So when his brother, Seth, fulfilled his wish, giving a waitress $500 at Puccini's in Lexington in Kentucky, he recorded a video and put it onto YouTube. Within days, the video was viewed over one million times. 
and $30,000 has already been donated to continue the cause known as Aaron's Last Wish. Aww. So his brother set up like a GoFundMe. There's like 30K in there. And on the side of it, you can see all the $500 that they've given to people because his brother Seth has written on the website, my brother's last wish was that we leave $500 tip for a wait for a waiter or waitress and I want to make sure we do that in all 50 states ah, so he's class. gone around and given $500 to all of these waiters and waitresses I was like crying watching all the videos um, but you can see them all and you can donate so that he can carry on doing it which is really cool um, but yeah imagine that that's so like, cool that's somebody's last wish is to be able to give away that much money to somebody who who would need it you yeah, know yeah, yeah i just thought that was so lovely and it's that's still so carrying sweet, on yeah. today yeah when i hear those things and i hear these stories i do i do think like we should do something something more because we you know we've done a, a bit of charity stuff and yeah but i feel like we we need to do more just because that when you hear that it's so infectious isn't it that kindness that's it it's like what can we do like we love to do something to like help people then. it does it usually starts a trend of, yeah. of, of of anything of like yeah there's people doing this now and it's mainly that i've read about or seen is, is youtubers yeah. they, they've started doing this thing where they give x amount of money away to people and those videos do so well and they're yeah. so lovely yeah. and whether or not they're doing that to get the views or so people are like oh you're such a nice guy giving them money but at the end of the day they're giving money away so yeah. I, I like it and i think it's really cool it's that weird thing isn't it like because there, there's a lot of people who sort of say like oh you know you shouldn't film yourself helping the homeless because yeah. you know are you doing it for clout are you doing it because yeah. you care yeah but it's like the knock-on effect is that the people do it so at the end of the day it is you are sort of starting a trend in a it's way creating a movement yeah because I, I remember seeing this tiktok of a girl doing a similar thing where she had like a, a thing where people donate and she was getting so much money yes and so she would just like meet these random strangers uh, and i remember watching this one where the guy was like i can't make my rent i can't remember how she met him but she got chatting yeah and she was like i want to give you a thousand dollars and he was just like oh my god he was so overwhelmed and he was so upset and yeah. happy mm-hmm. and it's like like why not why why not have that as a thing do you know what yeah. i mean if she's you know if she even if she's making money from her page growing or whatever if she's yeah. helping loads of people uh, why, it's great why, why is that not it. a problem why is that a problem that I that's know. a thing you know it's so cool i would love to do it myself i would love i just want more people in need to be known you know yeah, so yeah. Pe- like there should be like a i don't know just think of linkedin where you where you can go and see people's profiles and it's like uh, whatever your background story is, and people can just donate to you and just help you out. Yeah, that should be a it's a niche in that, Craig. We yeah. should do that. Well, you do see it a lot, like you know, these days it's a tough time, especially through COVID and stuff. And yeah. you know, we've I've seen a lot of people in in our town, like you know, passing away too young, and yeah. the families can't afford the funeral and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And there's GoFundMe's for that, and that's yeah. always really nice to you know see a community get involved and help Definitely. families out. Yeah, but yeah. We definitely need to do more, don't we? We need to have a think we about do. that. We do. We need to do more because we can do more. Yeah. And we, we would love to do more. You mm. know, we've got a great community. Most of them are listening to this now. And I just think, yeah, we could do so much more with our with our community, with our page, with our audience, and the amount of people that follow us. Yeah. It'd just be great. Yeah. But, I mean, watch this space, because we've got things up our sleeves, haven't we? A couple of things up our sleeves, A couple babes. of things. Just a little thing called COVID-19. That might be uh, <laughs> hindering us a little bit yeah. for now, but yeah. So if you can just uh, fuck off. Then <laughs> That'd be great. We can carry on with our lives. <laughs> 
I've got another story for you here, which is another beautiful story. Does it have a title? Uh, no, it doesn't. C- can you just give it one? Um, a legend lifeguard. Lovely. Okay, I, I-, I set the scene. I get it now. <laughs> All right, this guy... Anthony Capuano. Is he a legendary lifeguard? He is a legendary lifeguard. He's 29 years old. I've kind of given it away, but... That's okay. Tell the story, babes. So, Hudson Park, New Jersey. 68-year-old Joseph Cadian's car smashes through a barrier and plunges into the New York Bay's icy waters. Oh. Right? Terrifying. Oh, oh, just a quick thing here. You know if your car goes off a road or off a bridge or anything, you're heading towards water, Mm. open your window. That gives you time. I know the water will come in quicker, but you will be able to smash it. Yeah. Yes. Smash what? The window. Why do you need to smash it if it's open? No, even if you open it like an inch, Uh, it's easier to smash. If it's it's up fully. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's true. Have you been watching that survival channel again? (laughs) So onlookers are screaming and someone's actually filming the whole thing on their phone. It's on YouTube. Uh, And then you see someone spring into action and dive into the river. So this is Anthony. says, I hopped over the fence. I took off my leg and swam to the vehicle. Took off his leg. He's got a prosthetic leg. Got one leg, mate. Got one leg, jumps over the barrier. Oh, my God. Swims towards a vehicle to save someone. He is a legend. He is a legend, I told you. A brave, brave legend. So it turns out he's a certified swim instructor and lifeguard. Sometimes it's just in your genes, isn't it? Whenever you you do something like that, you feel the need to to go and help. Yeah. Like if there was a dog attack in a park, I would be, (laughs) I'd be there to go and help. Not because I'm a trained like dog guard or whatever, but because I used to do dog grooming, Mm. I feel like... I understand the animals more than some. <laughs> you can whisper to him. <laughs> Stop, Stop it! it! <laughs> <laughs> so it says, um, having one leg, leg did not stop him from diving headfirst to help when a vehicle plunged into the water. Incredible. So Capuano could have been seen within seconds, making it all the way to the sinking vehicle. So when he gets there, Joseph's in the in the driver's seat, um, and he says he says to Anthony, "I can't swim," and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm a lifeguard." They're so, just the words you want to hear. Exactly. You don't even. You, you want to hear. hear. Uh, don't worry, I'll help you. Don't worry. Um, there's a million out there waiting for you. Yeah. Like a pound. You want to hear? Don't worry, I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God. But he's like, he explain. He's trying to explain to him how to float because he says I can't swim. So he's trying to say, you know, lay back, put your head out of the water. Um, but he was panicking so much that his body was really locked up. Yeah. So Anthony just grabs him and pulls him out of the car. Pulls him through the window of the car. Nice. Nice. Seconds later car goes mate just goes straight dips in. into the oh, water like you see on the films so yeah it turns out he's a trained swimmer uh, and managed to pull the driver out and back to the shore as others stood by waiting to help and the suv became submerged underwater mad bystanders called capuano and other good samaritans heroes so yeah he went in first and then there was two other people he uh, called his mate in to help yeah, him yeah but he lost his leg 12 years prior in an accident on a train track really which is crazy um, and he says here, which is a great quote, he says, to all my fellow amputees out there, I would just say, don't let anything stop you. <laughs> what a legend, man. Should we cry together? <laughs> or... Proper emotional, this one, isn't it? That's like, lovely. I just love that. I love it when people are just so selfless and they just like, they put, they literally put their lives on the line to save other people. But it's like bravery as well, isn't it? Like yeah. full on bravery i think in his in his case it's bravery but also having the right skills yeah 
you know I mean? with the train one that's like a freak yeah scenario but he's like i know what i've to got do. this i've got you yeah but also he's there's a car do you know what i mean you don't have a car in a swimming pool when you're no. trying to teach people he no. just pulled him out the guy he's a big fella as well this joe guy and to do all that with one leg as with well one leg. because he, he would have had the other one off absolute legend <sighs> so good isn't it we should press stop a minute we'll have a little cry we'll and then we'll come back cry, yeah. okay, okay. we're both on the verge of crying anyway basically yeah. we'll have a little jelly and then we'll come back <laughs> Um, so I just want to take a minute to uh, thank my man, uh, Martin Agui. So he uh, he's a volunteer at the ASPCA, which is a, an animal rescue centre. Oh, that's nice. Um, when he walks in, the, the, the dogs get really excited. Um, not because he's got food, but because he's got a violin. No way. So oh they're God. in for a belter of a treat when he comes in and starts to play. <laughs> Martin has been a violinist who's played for over 40 Broadway cast albums, including The Colour Purple and West Side Story. So he's a, he's a good guy. He's obviously a really good violinist. Um, he is also a volunteer at the ASPCA. And when he's not busy rehearsing or performing, he plays soothing classical music for dogs recovering from abuse. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Often at times, within 30 seconds, a group of four or five dogs will all be curled up on their beds in front, uh, quietly listening and watching him play. Oh, that's so cool, it, man. He says, it, it really amazes me to see this. That's so nice, isn't it? Wonderful. He just spends his time just playing music for the dogs. What a legend. I know, so lovely. Love that. Did you hear about that guy who's like a, a master musician? Uh, and he goes to the, the, the subway in New York and he like dresses like he, you know, he's not homeless, but like he's a busker. Do you know what I mean? He's right. dressed in like a fancy tuxedo. Mm. And he takes this violin, which is like super rare. It's like worth about like $100,000. Wow, really? And he's playing this like incredible music. And it was kind of like a social experiment to see who would notice. Yeah. And who wouldn't. And it's just people just walking past. He's like yeah. literally plays to like, he's played in the Sydney Opera House and wow. all these incredible places all over the world. And no he's in the way. subway and people just walking past, not paying any attention. It's crazy, isn't it? So next time you see a busker, yes. sit and listen. I always stop for you buskers. You do, don't you? You always, always. film them and put them on our Instagram story as well. I do, yeah. If they're good. If, if, only if they Obviously good, not yeah. karaoke Mike that sits by JD and he's got one of those little <laughs> wow, 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 like <laughs> microphones. Wow, wow, mics, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just really appreciate buskers. I know they're, they're out there trying to make some cash, but you hear some beautiful voices and like really talented people. Yeah. So, yeah, I always make sure I stop. Mm. Free music, mate. I'm pretty sure James Arthur was a busker before. Yeah, he was. There's probably a load more people that, be- that were buskers before they were famous, you know? Yeah. And they got, they got caught for their talents. Yeah, mad skills. I Actually, love that. it's not free music. Always put money in. Yes, always. So it's not. Just a pand. I got another story here, which is mad. It's a quick one. Um, did you hear about the crowd of Londoners that worked together to lift up a bus with a cyclist trapped underneath it in May 2015? They lifted up a bus. It is mental. There's a video on YouTube. Is there? There's about 100 Londoners what? that run in. There's a guy trapped underneath a bus. I'll read this little section here. It says, incredible footage of the incident was posted on YouTube after around 100 commuters came to victim Anthony Shields' aid. Shields had been riding a unicycle when he was hit by the number... 212 bus in Waltham store, East London. Witness Kyra Sam told the Evening Standard, I'm really amazed at the strength of Walthamstow. Oh! <laughs> Who's that now? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you see that there? Ah, oh, what a legend. For everybody watching, for everyone listening to the podcast, there's a guy outside with a sign that he's just written saying, you are our heroes. <laughs> what so a legend. So we have a big cry. All right, you're going to have to press stop so we can go and see him, Craig. Okay. One sec. Lovely to meet you, John. Oh, guys, so <laughs> nice. We love it when people stop and say hello, when, they, yeah. when they're wonderful people. John and Julie, thanks so much for uh, stopping and saying hello. So back to the Londoners lifting the bus off someone. Yeah. So there's a witness, Kyra Sam. She said, I'm really amazed at the strength of Walthamstow. I think that's how you say it. No one hesitated to push the bus off. I was in shock. Everyone really came together to help. It was really nice to see that in the face of something so awful, Shield spent a month in the Royal London Hospital and was at risk of losing his foot, but later recovered. He said he had been moved to tears by the footage of his rescue. Oh my God, up there. It is unbelievable. It's only like a short-ish clip, but yeah. you can see a double-decker London red bus. Is it bus. a double-decker? It's one of the massive ones. And there's a hundred people and they're just going, push, push. And the bus is just going up and down, up oh and down. Oh my God. And I think they eventually managed to drag him out from underneath. Oh my God. Absolutely mental. Imagine being the first person to, I'm going to lift this. Right, who's in? Who's in, yeah. You'd be like, John. Look, get everybody. John, Steve, Clive, come on. <laughs> Nigel. Someone's got to be called Steve. Steve? Yeah, yeah Steve, come and help. <laughs> Madness. Unbelievable. Wonderful. I love it. I love stories like that. They just make me feel so lovely. And like, there is, it, it restores my faith in humanity. It really does. And I don't know why, like, we're always talking about doom and gloom, aren't we? Like dark always. stuff. And I always well, come a lot of things are. Like even the news, because it's dramatised and everybody yeah. gets hooked on, oh God, what's happening yeah, now like with Yeah, like the scariness and... of it, yeah. Yeah, so to hear lovely things is so out of the ordinary, We really. probably should have left this for episode 10, really, shouldn't we? Not nine. It's a bit late for that now. <laughs> I've got um, one little story left. Uh, it's about... It's about a seven-year-old boy named Chase from the United Kingdom. He sent a birthday letter to his his late father. It was addressed to heaven. So not knowing much about the exact location, Chase wrote on the envelope, Mr. Postman, can you please take this to heaven for my dad's birthday? Much to Jace's surprise, he got a response from the Royal Mail a few weeks later. No way. The Royal Mail's assistant delivery officer manager, Sean Milligan, assured Jace that his letter had been delivered successfully, writing, I will continue to do all I can to ensure delivery to heaven safely. Jace's mother posted about her son's excitement on a Facebook post that went viral. She says, I actually cannot state how emotional he is knowing his dad got his card. Royal Mail, you have just restored my faith in humanity. That's amazing. Isn't that lovely? But when he gets older, he knows the truth. Don't be butting this this story, Craig. It was a lovely thing to do for a seven-year-old boy. Obviously, in time, he'll understand that Santa like Claus. Pursuing the Royal Mail for lying to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be horrible. It's so. It's actually been brilliant finding these stories, hasn't it? Yeah. So I hope you've all enjoyed all these great selfless acts. And I honestly feel like we need to have a sit back and, and figure out how we can help more in the world. That's it. And put the kindness out there, babes. Definitely. I know. I, I just wrote it through a few more down because I went through so many stories today. I was like, oh, we haven't got enough time to talk about them all. But other acts of kindness stories that I found online this morning are a judge giving a drug dealer a, ch- a, a challenge to turn his life around. And the next time he saw him in his courtroom, it was because he was somebody's lawyer. No way. So he had given him, he said, he will either be sentenced to 20 years or you can go away and I challenge you to do something with your life. 
next time you saw him he was somebody's lawyer that's mad which is really cool and that was really kind of the judge to be like you can do more with your life you yeah. know and give him that opportunity um another one uh, dry cleaning it isn't clear who started the trend but many have followed since of, of dry cleaners putting signs in their window offering free dry cleaning for unemployed people who have an interview. Oh, that's so they can cool. have their suits dry cleaned for free to go, which is lovely. Yeah, that's really nice. And I love that that started a movement and lots of places now do that. Yeah. It's just wonderful if you've got. We a should suit. have told, told them that in a laundrette earlier. We should have. Can you just do all this wash and we've got an interview later? <laughs> um, obviously, the IKEA one where they're letting stray dogs sleep on their rugs this winter. That's really nice. Just melted my heart. So the full tell the full story of that. You go. So it, the IKEA in Catania in Italy. That's Is that where what it was? was? Yeah. So they're letting stray dogs through the doors to kip on the rugs. The Swedish furniture store opened its doors to all dogs this winter with customers and employees welcoming their presence in the display living rooms. Oh my God, the How display nice rooms. <laughs> ah, and they're amazing that as well. That would be the most popular IKEA going if they did that. Imagine they let us in there with a the camera. We could do like a January to December calendar of all these dogs in IKEA. That <laughs> yeah. would have been a bestseller. Yeah, that would have been class. That would have been really good. Um, and the last one I've got is that thousands of people sent one boy a birthday card because none of his friends showed up to his birthday party. Oh, I, I remember hearing that one. It broke yeah. my heart, that did. So, so many people showed them, which was just so lovely. But, yeah, so February the 17th is Random Act of Kindness Day. But because that isn't today, we just got to pretend that it is today, okay? Okay. So, um, before we leave you today, have a think about your own kindness and how you can help the world. Think about smiling at people more in the street, at the supermarket, stop to help someone out, maybe volunteer, donate to charity, give a compliment, lend somebody something, uh, maybe buy the next person in the queue their coffee. That's a good one. That's the thing that's going around London at the moment, I think, is, is it? Um, paying it forward. I think that's the, the term used. So you, you pay it forward, like you get a free coffee off somebody, you do it for the next person, la la la, which is really cool. So yeah, it just makes people smile and makes people feel cared for. So um, it will also make you feel like a wonderful human being too. Mm. And with this usually creates the movement and people will, they'll want to feel good too. And they'll go, oh, Craig did that. That was lovely. I want to do something like that, yeah. you know? So they'll jump on it and they'll want to feel good too. It's like they always say like love is the highest vibration. Yeah. And like when you, when you think about doing something like that for somebody, you feel so good like just yeah. think about that think about going and buying someone's coffee that's behind you like yeah. how if, imagine someone did that for you you'd be like oh my god thank you shock. so much yeah it's lovely it's so out of the norm for people to be so kind like that yeah but why aren't people you know i know everyone everyone can't afford to go buy everyone coffees but yeah. even just small things like giving people compliments smiling waving yeah you know it is making nice. the world a better place so to those of you that are watching this you are beautiful you are kind you're amazing and you're simply the best at being you yeah. never forget that that's lovely babes in a world where you can be anything craig always be kind always be kind yeah it's so simple isn't it it's so simple to be kind it doesn't matter what you're doing as well like you could be in a job where you have to give people parking tickets you still you can still be kind about it yeah do you know what i mean you can still you can be kind in whatever you're doing yeah so uh yeah hope that's a good takeaway um finishing off this podcast with a belter of a would you rather oh, oh i forgot about this i was kind of hoping my 
in a world where you can be anything, be kind. See you next week. Would round <laughs> it off, but I completely forgot about this. Oh, I'm going to lower the tone a bit now then. You oh, ready for this? Yeah, brilliant. Would you rather have a 10 inch long belly button that swayed to music? <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Would you rather have a 10 inch long belly button that swayed to music? I thought I heard that. Or accordion legs? Oh, the belly buttons, gotta be fun. You know, because you, you'd never be dancing alone then, would you? <laughs> if you've got the moves, it's got the moves. Imagine that though, 10 inches, and every time there's music on, it's just like yeah, man. swaying yeah. about. Look at Amy and her belly button. <laughs> Look at them dancing up there. Or imagine you had accordion legs. Nah, Here comes the party. Nah, that'd be annoying. It's not a trumpet, it's it's accordion. How do they sound like? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that anyway, The ones though. you pull in and pull out, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're really, no offence to the street people, but they, they can be sometimes annoying. <laughs> you, you're not being I'm kind. Not being kind. Be kind. They're out there trying to make a living. Accordion legs, please drive. <laughs> it's not what I want. It's not what I want. <laughs> How about... I choose the belly button and I give the person behind me the accordion legs. <laughs> so I'm still giving. It's a donation thing. It's a kindness thing. Fair enough. You get away with that. Thank you. Finishing off this podcast with a riddle. This is a bit of a tough one. Oh, for God's sake. But if you're smart and you think about it, you, you could smart? get this. You think I'm smart? Yeah. What is three-sevenths chicken, two-thirds cat, and two-quarters goat? Katsu curry in Philippines. <laughs> so Amy hasn't got this week's riddle. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Is it an animal? Like, no, it's not an animal. What, no. Is it a di- like a dish? No, it's not a dish. It's nothing to do with food. Hang on, give it to me one more time. What is three-sevenths chicken, two-thirds cat, and two-quarters goat? think about it this is gonna hurt like i have no idea like i haven't i don't even know i thought that was like a meal that they served in the philippines <laughs> no, it's not. with cat and goat what if you get if anybody gets this and dms us on instagram oh you are a legend <laughs> so this is the penultimate episode we're coming back next week with the final episode where we will be saying who's won the king in it merchandise that's right <laughs> I love giving stuff away because I'm so kind, Craig. We're so kind. I'm, I'm so kind. Just giving freebies. All you have to do is give us a rating of five star. Five stars. We don't give out. We're not kind to people who give us four stars. No. I'll find you on Facebook because i got my Facebook now because i got Surfshark. I'll find you and I will come for you. Get him, in. Get him. Get him. So that is it for this week's podcast, lads. Thanks so much for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, press the subscribe button. If you're listening, thanks so much. Thank you. Leave us a review. That would be great. Always remember, guys, no matter what world you're ruling, make it a kind one. Does that make sense? No. That'll do. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. That'll do. (laughs)